You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 217, Akamagash, Matt McCurley. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Taverncraft. Visit them at taverncraft.com for amazing stoneware, drinkware, and other products from your favorite fantasy universes, including Warhammer, Lord of the Rings, and of course, World of Warcraft. That's taverncraft.com for all your epic and legendary drinkware needs. Use the word WOW EPIC for a $10 discount on a regular price stoneware product. Play it. This is the beginning. <sighs> yeah. Attention. Emergency. You now have 10 seconds to reach minimum safe distance. I'd like to see a gnome, yes. Someday, I hope to find the nuggets on a chicken. <clears throat> You're listening to All Things Azeroth. Finally, the host. I have to see for myself. That works for me. Arthur's is a pansy. (laughs) Anyway. Bring it. Be started up, me boys. What? Indeed. So, it is done. Hi, I'd like to join your cult. Fine. This is our final step. (laughs) What happens here will echo through the ages. Awesome. Oh, 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 oh. And now. Here are your hosts, Medros, um, and Shane. That's me. That's me. That's me. Finally, a captive audience. Oh, come on. All right. Everybody's here. Let's go. Indeed. Oh, yeah. But don't bunch. And that may be the last giggling you hear for this entire episode, folks. I am your host, Medros, and... Uh, this is All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Uh, with me back from the the big show, we have Shade. How you doing there, Shade? I'm doing good. My voice is a little bit in and out, kind of. You you may hear, it may not be quite the giggle, but there will be laughter. There will be laughter to be had. I, I would be disappointed. I'm sure our listeners would be disappointed if there was not some giggling, laughter, or other amusement from that side of the country. I brought with someone me. with me too you, I, you, tonight. You, you brought you brought a stray from the con? No. <laughs> well, I brought a stray from work. <laughs> uh, with us, uh, Shade has uh, has found us a special guest. So please, uh, guest, introduce yourself in the best way you know how. Akamagash, all things Azeroth. <laughs> with us, we have, of course, Matt McCurley uh, of Wow Insider fame, Wow Insider podcast or show, whatever they call it now. Um, and uh, how you doing there, Matt? I'm doing fantastic. I just got home from uh, from BlizzCon 2010 with my buddy Shade, and we had a great time. And I am uh, sick as hell. Oh, you're sick. Too. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sick so much as uh, I land. I hit the tarmac Sunday night uh, at JFK. And I said to myself, this is really odd. I'm not sick because usually after uh, <laughs> weekends of, of, of that much, uh, that much, you know, crud getting into your system and, and feeling all nasty, uh, I, I feel a little sick. I feel a little bit stomachy. But I got home and I'm like, I feel great. And then I woke up and uh, that was not the case. Oh. So you jinxed yourself. Uh, you had yes. you, you had uh, saved yourself from the con crud, but unfortunately you decided to, you know, Jinx yourself and get it anyway. I tempted gotcha. fate, and it was it was a, a, a <laughs> it was a bargain. I did not uh, I did not win. <laughs> well, we're, See, we're sorry to hear that. Yeah, I don't I don't have the con crud thing going. I just I strained my vocal cords because I was screaming, you know, here, there, and everywhere. Maybe at you know tenacious D. But anyway, um, they were yeah. fun. That was a fun <laughs> concert. 
Oh, that was so much fun. We were we were broadcasting <laughs> that time, so uh, we weren't able to watch the uh, the Tenacious D concert. Um, and then for some reason, the BlizzCon ravey crap is not working right. So I'm I've grown frustrated trying to watch stuff that I may have missed a little bit of, and uh, I'm I'm boycotting ravey at this point. I heard that it was not doing so great. I. <laughs> it, it was it worse than last wasn't year. There, wasn't there tennis on I mean, at one point? Yes, okay. several times just, actually. Just checking. Tennis? Just There's checking. tennis on several times. Um, we 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 got we got a few glimpses here. And so we got we got regular updates on the tennis match that they're covering with the, on some other channel. With the number of different new uh, StarCraft two modes that they uh, that they pr- premiered at BlizzCon 2010, uh, I'm I'm, like I'm four, pretty sure there? that in the next batch, StarCraft tennis will be in will be <laughs> part of it. So what you're saying is it might have been a preview. No is what you're saying? I think we we think we were just getting a a, a quick a quick little glimpse at what was coming up. Of things, yeah, of things to well, come. Well, then the Terrans just versus the Terrans, just a really boring match. That's all I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, uh, even in even in uh, watching it after the fact, the Ravi stream, um, it won't let me watch the pre the, the uh, opening ceremonies. It shows me ten minutes of uh, people streaming into the convention center, mm-hmm. and then it resets itself. Oh, and plays the same ten minutes over wow. again. So, now are you using the ultra mode? I've or tried both the flash, flash and the ravey, pl- uh, the ultra okay. high quality ravey player mode. They're both screwed. So, Medrus. right. I was trying to watch the. I was going to say he's got this, Sorry, this go ahead, live Matt. streaming command center going with every single feed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did buy two different two, two different uh, streams stream accounts. I actually had to create a second. What? I actually had to create a second um, uh, a BattleNet account just to to buy the second one because I wanted one for uh, one pet for myself and one to give away for the show. And it came in very handy because uh, Skolnik couldn't do the full day on day two, so I had to have Splat come in, but Splat didn't have the streaming package, so I tossed him my login for that so that he could log in and watch the stream. It was very fortuitous. Hmm. Oh, hey. I didn't plan it like that, but it was very good to have. Happy coincidence. In hindsight. Indeed. Indeed. Um, So before we do get on with actually talking more about um, this little convention that happened in somewhere out in California this weekend. Uh, we do want to talk a bit about our sponsor for the uh, the next few episodes. Uh, we have Taverncraft, the makers of awesome stoneware. Uh, several people in our in our listening audience right now do have these product already. Uh, Jen, Haster, and so on. And Shade, you, you have a you have a package, you have a large box there, don't you? So you can tell us what what how awesome these steins look look like when you actually like hold them in your hands. I have a gigantic box. I have not opened any of the steins because I figured I would leave them pristine. I should probably do that at some point, though, because I'm really curious. I mean, I saw them. Did they? They had them at the convention. There was a few people out there with them at the convention, and they Jack were Black gorgeous. drank from one of the uh, absolutely Warcraft steins during the performance. By I didn't the way. see that. That he was did. the Alliance one, right? He drank from one of them, or the Dragon one. I forgot which one. Something. I think okay. he had the Dragonflights one. He had he had a bottle of Fiji water, and he started, like, griping about the Fiji water because he was like, this is not rock and roll. I need a flagon. And then he got the, he got the tavern. They brought him out he, one of them. Yeah, he got, he got the tankard, and then he started in with the jokes. He was like, oh, it's a flagon with a dragon. And, yeah, I lost it because, yeah. Mugai, Mugai. The guy in the chair was that saying, Jen, with. do you actually drink out of them, or are they just for looking at? And Jen's answer was, I drink out of mine. Aren't you supposed to? 
<laughs> Indeed. I swung and by, that's what they're for. I swung by the Taverncraft Tavern booth at BlizzCon, and they are the nicest guys. We were we were doing contact information and, and, and picture stuff from them, and the guy was just like, please, if you need anything, email us, because we like all of you, and we really want to <laughs> sell you steins. So whatever <laughs> we can do to get a stein in your hand, let us know. And they were super nice. So you, you, you met Jerry and, and all the Tavern Craft people there. I was invited to stop by. Unfortunately, as, as everybody's aware, I was here streaming for everybody who couldn't be there, just like I couldn't. You should have told me, man. I would have gone and schmoozed in your stead. Um, Shade, <laughs> when's the last time we spoke before this yes. evening? <laughs> Not... Uh... Oh, God, I don't know. I've been, like, running my butt. I, I don't even remember. What day is it? Uh, it's Monday. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's Monday. Monday. We're broadcasting. It's Monday. Unless it's it was it's Monday. I just yeah. um, so we do yeah. actually have some action news. Some people from the chat room over the weekend were actually asking for discount codes, and guess what? I asked and I received. We now have a ten dollar discount code off of any regularly priced Stonewar Stein that excludes any uh, the Tankard of Terror, any combo packages, or uh, the glasses, the uh, Lord Rings uh, glasses, the, the actual glass glasses. Um, those aren't included, but mm -hmm. any any regular stoneware stein, regularly priced, you get ten dollars off if you use the code Wow Epic, um, and you can use that at TavernCraft.com. Cool. So um, if you are looking for one, now, definitely check it out. That, Go ahead. Does that count like yes. the Warcraft steins? All, all or no? of the regular. Like, can you, so you can use it on the dragon we, aspect one. If it, it, you it, could get you could get the very same stein that Jack Black well, drank not the out exact of. Stein, only not. Yes. You get the same style but and look of, of, of the one he drank out of, um, you, or you, or just like the one we gave away on on Saturday, because uh, our our good friend okay. Luscar was in the chat room and uh, answered the question correctly. Uh, only person who answered the question correctly. I actually had to wait a bit for the question. You would have been proud there, Shade. Uh, this was one that was really very hard. Uh, the oh, question really? was what what blade did Sargeras wield? Who took it up after he left the Pantheon? And what are the name? What's the name of what it was made into? That's rough. <laughs> um, the, yeah. the trick was that it was actually made into two blades. A bunch of people said who took it up. Yeah. A bunch of people said one of the blades it was made into, but not the second blade. And the person, Blue Scar Who won, actually read the exact quote I was looking at on WowWiki mm. to get that answer. So um, it was worth uh, $100, Stein, in, uh, in the mail to her as soon as we have the money for it. <laughs> Um, but uh, if you guys are looking for a Stein, if you guys are looking for some really awesome Stoneware, whether you guys were into Wowhammer or Warhammer, yeah, <laughs> Warhammer. I was going to say, they have Warhammer Steins yeah, too. Warhammer, right? they have uh, Smog Stein in the Lord of the Rings series. Um, and of course, they have lots of Warcraft. <laughs> People on the channel are mocking me. Warhammer, yes, I know it's a Warhammer, not Wowhammer. I'm sorry, I'm a Wow guy. Anyways, um, they have lots of different tankards, lots of different glassware. Definitely check them out. Taverncraft.com. You definitely want to check them out. And um, you can also get a you can also pre-order a Murloc one. They're not out yet, but they will be soon. And you want to get your pre-order in as early as you possibly can. On your guard. Danger approaches. Guard yourself. Beware. Run away. <laughs> Here there be spoilers. Actually, fun fact about Wowhammer. 
the uh, the new battleground, Battleville, Battle for Gilneas, coming in Cataclysm, is basically a carbon copy of a the, probably the best battleground type scenario in uh, in Warhammer Online called uh, uh, Norden Watch. And if you never played yes. uh, Warhammer and, and ever played Norden Watch, this was an incredibly well designed uh, encounter area, awesome scenario. They they called battleground scenarios back then uh, in in Warhammer, but it was awesome. Norden Watch was great. Eventually it got so popular that they had to put it in. It used to be just a tier one, so you could go, you, you couldn't play it when you when you raised up in levels, but eventually they made it so you could play it through all four tiers of the, of the content because everyone loved it so much. Good times. That's really cool. Are you, are you saying that Blizzard has copied another game? I'm shocked. Oh, shocked by this information. Sh- shock of shockers. <laughs> Gasp. Oh my gosh. <laughs> My whole world has been turned upside down. Indeed. Uh, so, <laughs> biggest news of the weekend, what would you say the new blue aspect, the future Earth aspect? What, what do you What do you guys think is the biggest news of the weekend? Um, okay, well, as far as news that appeals to everybody, uh, the revelation of the Worgen cinematic was pretty cool. I don't know if you've it seen it. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was, it was really, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty neat. Let's see, what else was there? Uh, oh, the Moonkin Hatchling pet. That's going to be Blizzard's new charity pet for this year. Yay, charity. Yeah. And if I heard right, that's that's a, a, a 100% to make a wish this time, right? Don't know. I didn't I didn't hear anything further about it. I just heard it mentioned in the opening ceremonies, but they mentioned in the opening ceremonies. Yeah, Morheim said it was just, this is the new charity pet. Right. So whatever that means. Right, right. And they, um, as, as far as that goes, I mean, they talked about the Pandaren mon- Monk. They said sales from the Pandaren Monk last year raised over $1.1 million for Make-A-Wish, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and I hope they have the same success this year. But, I mean, hello, Moonkin Hatchling. Moonkin, Moonkin are so adorable. I want a little tiny Moonkin. <laughs> I'll be picking up one of those as soon as it's available. Yeah. My favorite thing about the charity pets and the pets in general is that they're really easy $10 gifts to get people who play WoW. Oh, yeah. Or as as prizes for contests? Prizes, gifts. Oh, man. Just the fact that you can gift those to people, it makes my conscience just so much, so much lighter when I have to deal with stuff like that. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> He's got that sound panel again. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wait, do the yeah. goblin one. Do the goblin chick one, Medros. Okay, but you on. can't talk while I do it, or nobody you can hear it. On. Okay, do it. I'm a free spirit. I don't like to be tied down. What? You mean literally? Oh, no. Totally into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Godfrey in the, in the All right, video. Well, and he has you, the Lich You actually King's answered cape. a question that I asked because I couldn't quite figure out... To, I thought it was uh, Karen, the guy that cures you of the... Uh... Mm-mm. Okay. Godfrey's very sinister. He's very... Uh, yeah, he's very, he's, he's very he's... interesting. He's pretty... Um, yeah. Pretty creepy, kind of. Those glasses I mean, are weird. They talked yeah, about the glasses the add a lot to it. They talked about in the panel how they, yeah. how they cobbled together Godfrey because they needed to make him look a little bit more menacing, a little bit more beefier. So they 
They grabbed a top hat from something. They grabbed the Lich King's cape. They grabbed Ozzy's glasses yeah. from that undead Ozzy commercial that they did, and and then a bunch of other stuff, and that was it. The face of Tyrion, and the face of Tyrion. That's right, Tyrion with a little bit, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit of manipul. Yep. <laughs> His you know, facial I, hair. I was actually looking through, and go, if the, the seeing the progression <laughs> of, of Tyrion from when we first find him in Eastern Plaguelands in current game. To seeing him in in Northrend and old old and gray, no, I'm kind of a bit sad. I, I, he looks there. like he's gotten so old so quickly. Tyrion, don't get me started. <laughs> Who is this? I, I like Tyrion. Tyrion, he's I, I I I like how he turned from this like little hermit out in the middle of nowhere, who's like, "Hey, go get me bits of maggot meat because I'm hungry." To like the leader of the Argent Crusade. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just love his progression. And then he turned into the world's largest popsicle. Who kicks ass? Hey, if. if, if well, no, actually, if, if, he if, just if sits you... there in his ice cube until you've kicked the Lich King's butt. And then he busts out and conveniently decides that he's going to finish the job. Oh, hold on. Hold on. The Lich King kills you. If it wasn't for him breaking out of that ice cube, you would all be still be dead. Okay, yeah, but all all I'm saying is, if he had had it over Ashbringer to say me, then we would not have this issue, <laughs> and it would have been taken care of a long time ago. And you know what? I did not see that I got an option whether or not I wanted to be raised by the Lich King. Frankly, I'm insulted. You, you wanted to fight your Raiden members and kill I don't, them for him? Hey, I, I want the option. Okay. I'm sure they can give you that option, but you, you might not be very popular if you chose it. Yeah, we'll be there next week. <laughs> so uh, let me just play the, the two other soundboard things that I know Shade loves just as much as what I originally play, already played for her. Uh, let's see, this is, I think, her second most favorite. I got what you need. <laughs> and, and this is absolutely, without a doubt, her favorite. Where's the bacon? I, I, I'm almost certain she must have screamed that Bacon. at least once during the weekend. No? No? No, no. I didn't talk about the bacon at all. Well, except that I ordered bacon with breakfast every morning because bacon is delicious. Bacon is delicious. Hello, ranch house breakfast. I was extremely impressed. Mmm, that was really... T- the potatoes, they were so nom. <laughs> So, so since you guys make me jealous because I didn't have bacon all weekend and I wasn't at BlizzCon hearing all yes. this awesome stuff, I, I was out here listening to all that awesome stuff when the stream actually decided <laughs> to cooperate. Um, what do you guys think was the were the big lore reveals? And were you guys as frustrated as the rest of us with the fact that they didn't seem to answer a lot of questions in the lore panel with actual real answers? No, no, not at all. Because the thing is, is when you hand, okay, when you're at a panel like that and you're handing out lore information, there is a very limited amount because you don't want to give away everything before it comes out, right? You still want to leave things to surprise. So they're kind of limited in what they can and cannot say. However, the sheer amount of stuff that they did reveal was really I mind-blowing. There, was, there, was, there were a few things in there where I was like, holy cow. The only thing that bothered me about the lore panel... And if this was any of you in the chat room, or any of you listening on the uh, recorded pod- podcast, cut this out, okay? There was a bunch of people that waited in line to ask about whether or not they were going to get a legendary weapon. 
or whether this legendary weapon was going to drop, or whether they could have a legendary weapon for their class. Excuse me, what what is the next uh, legendary weapon that is going to be available to uh, my <laughs> class? I uh, am eagerly <laughs> anticipating the next uh, staff. Are you bringing back Atias? There was like 900 questions about are you bringing back Atias? No, they're not bringing back Atias. And the thing is, is like... It's, uh, guys, this is a lore panel. It's lore, lore. You know what? You don't ask whether or not you're going to let get a legendary stick. You ask, is Medivh coming back? That's a good question. Whether or not his staff is going to make an appearance in-game, nobody gives a crap. And that could have gone to, like, a better, a better answer. That could have gone, that could have given us a lot more information it, from somebody that actually had a legitimate lore question. So that just really irritated me that... I, I keep thinking that they should have screened the people that were going to ask questions before they walked up. Yeah. So that they didn't, you know. Because yeah. this was something that should have been asked in, like, the general War, Warcraft Q&A panel. Really. It should have been mm. saved for that. Don't don't clutter up the lore panel with that bullshit. I got cranky. I'm sorry. <laughs> were you guys upset? Like, I personally was upset. I was hoping to actually have a lore presentation before Q&A because they didn't actually advertise it as a Q&A session. No, I wanted Q&A. I wanted all Q&A all the time. And frankly, if they do this again next year, I'm hoping for more all Q&A all the time. I just hope that they screen the questioners a little bit better. But the nice thing about Q&A is you get to ask what you're told. You aren't just told something. And, you know, people will throw questions at these guys and they're like... The the Metzen uh, Alex, uh, uh, Afrasabi uh, little... Uh, little conversation they had was really telling of that actually when uh when Metzen basically said you know do I tell the audience do I tell the world right now who the new blue dragon aspect is and Afrosabi's like right, yeah whatever do it fine go for it and he did yeah yeah it's it's like about information that they hadn't even considered yet that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah they were very much kind of I, I think that um Alex was there pretty much to moderate Chris and make sure he didn't say too much. Because <laughs> if he had been there by himself, he just would have been like, dude, I'm going to tell you everything that's going to happen ever because it is so rockin' that I just want to share it with all of you. you know? He really spilled a lot of dirt on Thrall, too, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, the Thrall stuff, I'm actually in the middle of an article where I'm writing about uh, a lot of the stuff that went on at the lore panel, and I can go over the stuff that I wrote about if you want. So let, let me let me ask one question. Mm-hmm. How can an orc from Draenor, not of Azeroth, become the new dragon aspect of Earth? He doesn't Hello? become the new dragon aspect of Earth. He becomes the aspect of Earth. It's a different thing but altogether. The aspects are and dragons. I, okay, shut up for a second, Medros, and let me explain. Fine. Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, so. The aspects were originally put in place by the Titans, and they were empowered by the Titans. Obviously, giving Neltharion this position was a very, very bad idea. They made him the Earth Warder, so he was in charge of all of the, you know, the deep, dark passages below. Well, guess what else is in the deep, dark passages below? The Old Gods. They got a hold of Neltharion, and they turned him into Deathwing. Okay, they influenced him, and they turned him into Deathwing. Here we have Thrall, a shaman, probably the shaman, who is very much in tune with the elements, very much, you know, 
that's what shaman are all about is the earth the water the air you know fire and he's from a he he's his bloodline generates from another planet so it's very possible that the old gods have absolutely no hold over him whatsoever so there's no danger of that corruption and that may be what we're looking at here. It's not so much that the aspects were dragons. Like, the dragon part really didn't have too much to do with the aspects. We could have had the aspects be four flippin' chipmunks for all it mattered. You know what I mean? The main reason I think that they were made dragons was because it's really, really hard to kill a dragon. Well, dragons are cool. Dragons are awesome. This internet dragon will eat your face. Anyway, what we're looking at, though, with... um with Thrall, and I didn't think about this possibility until Metzen opened his mouth and words came out, is that Thrall was born with bright blue eyes, and back in Lord of the Clans they said that bright blue eyes were pretty much a mark of a great destiny. Now, it has been assumed by everyone since Lord of the Clans that Thrall's destiny was to lead his people to Duratar and lead the Horde, and that was the great destiny that was intended for him. I don't think that that was his destiny. I think that that was just part of the road to his destiny. And perhaps the big destiny that everybody's been, you know, that his eyes signified, that his character has signified, is that he is meant to be an aspect. He is, he is a powerful shaman. He just hasn't had a chance to fully explore that because he was shoved into this war chief position, like, prematurely. And I just spat lore all over you guys. Sorry. Metzen also said came out flat out and said Thrall is the most powerful being on Azeroth. Absolutely. And I believe it 100%. You know what? Um, as soon as he said that, I went, oh, wait a minute. This destiny thing, the destiny that Medivh said, hey, you need to leave your pe- lead your people to Duratar for, it didn't have anything to do with the Third War. It didn't have anything to do with Thrall leading the Horde. It didn't have anything to do with Alliance and Horde working together, picking sunflowers and skipping along in the grass and singing love songs at each other. It had to do with Thrall himself, his personal destiny. And his personal destiny is a very different one from that of his people. I'm sure the Alliance are going to love the fact that the new Earth Warder potentially may be an orc. (laughs) I can't wait to see what Varian says to that, really. Um, As a Horty, I would say, yeah, thanks for that. Well, and the interesting part is, you know, somebody asked a very pointed question about Garrosh and whether Garrosh was really, whether he was actually going to be a war chief or a warmonger, like which which one was he going to be? And Metzen made a very interesting point. He said something along the lines of, that's one of the questions that has yet to be addressed, and you will see it in time, is can Garrosh, is is Garrosh his father's son? Or can he actually learn to be his own orc, you know? But well, we've already seen some things around that. A lot of clarification or, or um, uh, a lot of results of that, I guess. But yeah, um, the other big thing that had me freaking out, right? Totally freaking out because this totally goes back to that crazy theory that I had where it was like, the old gods, each one of them has a dragon aspect t- targeted and blah, blah, blah. The new old god. There is a new old god um, that will be introduced in Cataclysm. His name is Nizoth. And 
Yes, he was responsible for the spark that created the Emerald Nightmare. The one that trapped Ysera, the one that she was fighting for so long, the one that took her out of the picture. The one that powered Xavius, uh, right? Right. So, guess what? This totally works with my theory, because I was saying way back when, I was like, okay, so if each one is assigned, you know, an old god, obviously... Uh, Cthune, Cthune was put in place to keep Nosdormu out of the picture because there was the whole War of the Shifting Sands the Bronze Dragonflight was very heavily involved in. Then we have Yogg-Saron who dealt very directly with Malgos and I personally think that Malgos wasn't sane when he said, I should be the only thing using magic. I think he was listening to Yogg-Saron who was saying, look at all these upstarts look at what they've done to you, look what they've done to your Dragonflight you need to do something about this and that it's not any coincidence that the that the massive ley lines where magic was being redirected to were in north right right it all well he yanked he physically pretty much well physically magically yanked all the ley lines of azeroth up north and he was trying to keep them all to himself because he was like magic is mine it's nobody else's nobody else can have it right we killed Malgos. So guess what? We did Yogg's job for him. We completely did it for him. We've been doing that a lot for Blizzard lately, or in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, pff, there's a bunch of stuff that we've done for people without realizing that we've done for people. But then we have Ysera. And Ysera, it was kind of like, well, what's up with Ysera? She's been trapped in the Emerald Dream. There's all this Emerald Nightmare and stuff. What if the Emerald Nightmare was the result of an old god? Now, when I first read Stormrage, I was under the impression that, no, it had all been resolved. It was Xavius all along and blah, blah, blah. But with the introduction of this new guy, all of a sudden, that's back into play again. And I've always disagreed with that theory you had there because... The scene where uh, Taronda and Malfurion are in Azjara trying to take out the, the actual tree that, that Malfurion made Azavius into, um, a, a tentacle from the ground tries to attack them. Tentacles. Those stuffed chewy core of Azeroth, as you called them one time. I don't know. By the... By the end of that book, by the end of that book, I was sitting there going, "Snore, can this be over with already?" And we have a we have a new word, we have a new phrase for that, by the way. When what? something crazy lore happens, and you're starting to think, like, "Oh God, I wish this would just end." Oh God, knock it off. Oh God, <laughs> I need to talk about Richard Knack. I actually, I need to talk about Richard Knack because. I had an interview with, well, okay, uh, Mike Sacco and I, we interviewed Christy Golden and Richard Knack. Um, we sat down, we came up with the questions. He interviewed Christy, and then I interviewed Knack. Now, we were originally planning on interviewing Golden, and that was like the plan and the list. And then when I was at the opening ceremonies, I heard that both she and Knack were going to be at the convention, and I message. I send a text to my lead. I'm like, can we get him too? Because I want to interview him. And I told him, I was like, I promise I won't be mean. And he said, yeah, sure, go for it. So <laughs> You have to make that caveat at the beginning. Of it. I know. Horrible. I had to make that caveat. I'm like, I'm not going to be mean to him. I swear. You know, despite everything that I've said about him, I'm not going to be mean, mean to him or anything. Well, I came up with a series of questions for him, and I sat down with him and asked him questions. And he was, number one, he is about the nicest person like really I felt terrible I felt really really terrible because 
when we were doing this interview, the distinct impression that I got was, this is a guy who's doing a job. He's doing his job. He's a writer. I understand that. I'm a writer. It's sort of like... Okay, I'm going to make an analogy here. You know when you commission a a piece of art, like you're an artist and you've had... Somebody comes along and says, I'm going to pay you to draw this thing for me. I I, I love your artwork. I think it is so amazing that I want to give you money so you can make something specifically for me. And the artist says, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then the guy says, I want a picture of a blood elf, except I want them with, like, green skin. And you go, green skin? Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And they go, no, 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 I just... I." It has to be there. So you go, oh, okay. So you do that. And and you draw the blood elf with green skin. And then they, they send you another message. And they're like, you know, while we're at it, could you please, um, I, I would like them licking a carp. And you're like, licking a carp? Like like the fish? Yeah, like, like, like the fish. They just want this, like, green skin blood elf licking a carp. And they're like, well, okay. why do you want them licking a carp? What does that have to do with the price? I mean, I was going to do this nice blood elf paladin with the, okay, all right, green blood elf licking a carp. Sure, I'll go ahead and do that for you. Because you've got two choices at that point, right? You can either go, all right. I will go ahead and do this for you because you really, you know, obviously you like my work enough to, to give me money for it. Or you can say, you know what? This is just getting a little too weird for me. I'm going to back out now, right? But you don't want to do that. You want to actually complete the product. This is kind of what it's like writing novels for Blizzard. Now, I got this impression when we were talking to both Christy and Richard that what happens is Blizzard will come to these authors and they will say, we, we'd like to, you to write a story for us, and here's what we want it to be about. And the authors are free to offer input into, you know, what is being asked of them. They can offer suggestions on characters. They can offer suggestions on situations and things. But Blizzard ultimately holds the right to tell them no. And Blizzard ultimately holds the right to tell them what they need to write. So all of this complaining that's been done about Richard Knapp... Part of it by you. A lot of it... Okay. Right. A lot of it is not the man's fault. Yeah. He was told to write what he has written, and he's done the best with that that he possibly can. Now, I still think, you know, he has his strong suits and his weak suits. I still think that he's very good at doing descriptions and that kind of thing, writing very descriptive um, uh, paragraphs, you know, evoking images, right? I don't think that dialogue is his strong suit. I think it's mostly like description and that kind of thing, and I'm not going to back down from that. But as far as the wacky story threads and everything else goes, I don't think that's him. I I don't think that's his fault, and I think he's been getting a really bad rap about it, and I feel really bad for the guy. I really do. So Skolnick actually makes a good point in the chat room. How do you account then for the difference in the writing between or the results between Knack and Golden. Um, Christy Golden's books overall have been received much better by um, the people who are very big fans of the lore, uh, also known as lore nerds, um, than the the Knack books overall. Now, I do have to say that I have my problems with Christy Golden as well. There are points in time where I think that she writes for a much younger audience. Um, Not younger per se, but she writes at a different reading level, if that makes any sense. So it's it's two different tiers of books, right? And 
Christie's are very much framed in a way and written in a way that they have a very wide appeal to a lot of people. Even, you know, somebody that enjoys, say, I don't know, little golden books or whatever. I'm just throwing things off the top of my head here, right? They're going to be able to read Golden's book and love it. And then somebody else that likes reading, you know, dissertations on metaphysics, they're also going to be able to easily read Golden's book and love it. But then somebody that reads little golden books may not be able to jump into Nax writing the way that somebody that reads the metaphysics stuff can, if that makes any sense. Okay. It's not, it's not an indication of people's level of intelligence or anything like that. It's just the level at which the vocabulary, everything else, the way that the book was written. So Matt, um, what was your favorite uh, panel of the, of the show? My favorite, my favorite panel from the show. Um, I really enjoyed the cinematic panel because uh, they did a lot of, um, they did a lot of really cool explaining of, of kind of, the, the process of making a cinematic it takes about a year to make one of the opening cinematics for for any any wow expansion or the wow game itself um they talked about how actually before we could get up there and ask them deathwing doesn't exactly pop out of the maelstrom in the cinematic since they changed where deathwing pops out from deep home uh they decided apparently to change the location originally it was going to be the badlands it was changed uh changed to the uh to the uh, what's that thing called? Uh, to uh, to the maelstrom. So at the end of the day, you know, they said before we could answer ask, or ask that question before they could answer it, they said, you know, uh, this is meant to be a really cool looking dragon flying over stuff and lighting it on fire. Don't take it super literally. So we're okay. So we're like okay. So we won't take it super literally. That's what the cinematic is about. They wanted to pick up a real cool dragon, light him on fire, and then blow up the world that was great and then we got to see the the worgen cinematic the uh there was there was five people talking on the cinematic panel and four of those people talked about making the opening cinematic and the fifth guy was part of the in-game cinematic team and the in-game cinematic team the machinima guys were merged with the cinematic team recently so now they get to share resources they get to share kind of a technology and, and 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 thoughts and skills and all this stuff yeah Blizzard realized after the trailers were so successful that they could they could add these uh, these in-game cinematics using the, the game's engine a little bit of little bit of uh, added finesse with some uh, after effects and whatever and would be able to flesh out a lot of these stories and apparently a lot of this came from the fact that they didn't want to put the races of Azeroth in the cinematic they wanted to put Deathwing destroying stuff because that's what the game is about and the Goblin and the Worgen felt left out. So they're like, okay, we're going to hand this over to the in-game cinematic team, and we'll make the Worgen and Goblin starting uh, experiences fleshed out and enhanced with these in-game cinematics. So that's where the genesis of these two, two-and-a-half-minute movies, the Worgen uh, one after hitting level five or six, and same with the Goblin. Uh, the Worgen cinematic did not surprise me in the least. It looked great and it played great and it was exactly the tone I was looking for and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And they actually said that they downgraded the quality of the Goblin one because it didn't look like it was in game. It didn't That's look correct. like it was game stuff. It was too much, too much after effects stuff, too much, ex the explosion looked too good. And so they're like no, it doesn't feel like it's part of the game. The, the, the draw of the in-game cinematics 
are that they are couched in the world. And I actually think they actually, they, they're, they're, they're better in that way. It's kind of like, right. you know how the, the new Star Wars movies look really fake because they're not based in any kind of reality, but the old Star Wars movies still kind of grab you because they're, that someone had to build the model that they had to film, so they had to make it look good out of things that exist in the real world. Yeah. That's kind of what they're doing with the end games. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't a make-believe piece of, cinematography it was a it was it was it was you know something from the world and couched it in the world's reality and then animated it in such a way that it is a movie that you're watching so while it doesn't have the same cinematic flair of a opening cinematic with pre-rendered graphics and gorgeousness and wonderful lighting and super insane new techniques for making crashes of waves it's still it's still it just hits you in game you know it's great yeah the the particle thing was just showing the particle count um as they rendered the the original version of the wave in uh in thousand needles just blew me away completely it was great particles up the yin yang and 40 gigs of frame and yeah the lone orc tower in the barrens. It's <laughs> so sad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing about the big thing about the blizzard, the the first cinematic with Deathwing, was that they didn't, they weren't showing a specific path or anything. They were just they picked the most familiar landmarks, and, and showed him blowing those away. So you had, you had Thousand Needles because that's really distinctive. There is no other place in game like it. You had Darkshore because. Yeah, and then you had you had like Darkshore because Darkshore is that bridge that goes out of Darkshore that's been kind of iconic since day one. You had. Can I just say that the that when Deathwing pops out and he's approaching Darkshore, there's that crazy this gets me every time. That sonic blast yeah. hits, and the and the and the and the and the, and the dock oh, goes before just, he even boom, gets there. Yeah, just goes boom. And it just is like like he sneezed, and it just took out the dock. And then there's this perfect music swell when he just hits right over Darkshore. Gets me every time. Yeah, I watching watching them do the in-game cinematic at the opening ceremonies because they had like a light show to go with it, and they had like the sound system mastered for it and everything. You could feel it in like your stomach when all of these explosions yeah, were ripping and everything else, and it was just... It, it gave me goosebumps. It was really cool. They asked us to close our eyes. I thought that Metzen was going to steal my wallet. <laughs> Here's the worst thing. Um, those who were watching the stream, um, right around the end of his Geek Is thing, we saw nothing. Oh. We, we saw pretty much nothing. It was frozen pretty much the entire time. Oh. Uh, I saw small clips of the, de- the Demon Hunter thing, and that was about it. It's still busted. Uh, this is why I awful. want to go back and watch it later. That's unfortunately. awful. Because it was really cool. I the opening yeah. ceremonies were yep. they were okay. Like I said, they they mentioned a few like the Moonkin Hatchling thing. They mentioned the Diablo three. Obviously, you know the final class for Diablo three that was pretty cool. Uh, they showed the anime in game cinematic on the big screen that was cool. But there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, I was expecting Metzen when he was talking about the whole. Okay, I have four words for you. There's like Alliance Horde. What were the other two? Starcraft and Diablo. 
Starcraft and Diablo, yeah. Okay, he's like, I have these four words for you. And then he's like, I have a fifth word. And then he's building up to it and building up to it. And I'm like, it's going to be a game title or something, isn't it? It's going to be, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then it's geek. And I'm like, is that an anagram for something? Come on. What does it mean? What does it mean? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was the new... I thought it was the new genre that they're making the new MMO yeah. into. Like, it was yeah, going to be some know. acronym for, you know, like, like great experience yeah. entertaining clown with a K. I don't know. I don't know. So so we here at home, we're not the only ones greatly disappointed by that whole thing. I was mortified. Well, and then they got they got farther and farther along in the geek thing, right? And as they got farther along... They started talking more, like they had, they mentioned Star Wars, and then they mentioned the Star Wars movie specifically. They mentioned, like, the Conan movie specifically, and they kept mentioning movies, right? And then I'm sitting here going, are they going to say something about the Warcraft movie? Maybe that. That'd be really cool if they mentioned something about the Warcraft movie. No. No. I was really... They did mention that later in the in the lore yeah. panel. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned the Warcraft movie. No, no, no. I was fine with them mentioning that in the Warcraft panel because I was wondering. It's go- it's it's coming. Yay! Warcraft. It's a geek cyclone. <laughs> they had a geek cyclone yeah. with Sam Raimi and hammered out a bunch of stuff. Great, great. Now that means it's going to be only three years instead of soon. Listen, never, never, ever, 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 ever ever believe anything that a movie is coming out until that movie is in a theater because yeah. it will there's everything can go wrong up until the moment that print is delivered to the theater everything absolutely everything and the thing about making a film is first you have to have the story and you have to hammer out that story right i think they're 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 like stumbling block there as as far as that goes was we have so much story that we could potentially pull from what do we want to tell you know what what do we want to make this movie about and it's not a matter of there being too little information it was a matter of there being this huge huge lore world and they could pick any bit from it that they wanted to but they had to pick one you know and it had to be something that would, you know, keep people entertained for potentially two hours or however long this thing is going to be. Someone in chat says that they should make the movie about the Paladins, and I just have to respond. They already made that movie. It's called The Crying Game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so we had a total, a total of three Q&As. The lore one was pretty much about classes and... No, no, no. The lore one had plenty of lore. The lore one did have plenty of lore, so... Okay, well, what was your favorite piece of lore from that? Like, Uh, we had the the blue blue aspect, aspect. the earth aspect. The whole thing. The whole thing about Thrall. Because the interesting thing about Thrall is, like I said, um, how Metzen put it, and I loved how Metzen put it. He, He said, this is an orc who didn't ever really have a chance to grow. He was in the internment camps from, you know, birth until he was like 18 or something like that. And then he was taken away and, well, he busted out, went to lead the horde, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's war chief in like the span of two years, right? So at a very young age, he's here leading the horde. He doesn't know what it means to be a leader. He's not really sure. He has kind of these concepts and things. He has advisors, but there's not really... 
he's never had a chance to grow himself as a person. He's always either been somebody's slave, as in slave at the hands of humans, or he's been somebody's slave as as in enslaved into this leadership position that he can't get out of because everybody is depending on him to make it right. And the entirety of Wrath of the Lich King, Burning Crusade, not so much. There was, like, the genesis of it was in Burning Crusade when he went to Garadar and discovered that, you know, there was this... His people lived. His people lived there. His, his grandmother lived there, and he didn't even, like... He hadn't even probably considered the concept that he had a grandmother at that point in time, you know? And then you go into Wrath, and Wrath, he's sitting there they're struggling with Varian and trying to make the whole Alliance Horde thing work. And, and taking Garrosh as a date to the face. Argent tournament. And then you and, get you know. to the Shattering. They had a nice time. <laughs> yeah, that was a brilliant yeah. idea. Oh, that's, wow. a, that's, a bad, that's a bad choice of, of dates. <laughs> but seriously, though, I, you know, when you get to the Shattering, and the Shattering talks a lot about this, about Thrall just being really uncertain if being a leader is what he's meant to be. I mean, it was kind of a given that that was what he was supposed to be, but he didn't necessarily choose it. It was just a, this is here and I need to seize it because nobody else is going to. Which is also interesting that um, that uh, when you had your when you had your interview with Golden, she basically said, uh, you know, they asked me to do something with Garage and make him not only make him likable but give him reasons for what he's doing and put put a new leader in front of the horde. And then right. when 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 you you pair that with what Metzen said, where Garrosh isn't necessarily the focus of the story of becoming war chief. It's really Thrall's story. What I get from that is that um, Garrosh was not there to be his own character. Moreover, Garrosh was needed so that they could get Thrall out. So right. to make Thrall something completely different and grow his character. So Garrosh has been growing for the last two expansions, right? He started impetuant. He 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 grew up and he and he was he became battle hardened and wise. And now he's going back to lead. And it's not necessarily they want to kick Thrall out, but they needed to find a way to remove Thrall from the horde while also giving the players something fun and engaging and 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 tense, giving them something to rally behind. Um, I think. Oh gosh, what was that quote? He said, Metzen's, he said, if you love the Horde today, how much more will you love it when you need to fight for it? Yeah. And to, that gave me goosebumps too, because I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. I, I really get it. They're, they're trying to, Thrall is too much of a neutral type of character to lead yep. a faction like the Horde. That's That's just, you know, done and done. He's going to be something. But he is the type of character who could be, you know, this epic thing. Now, what I find funny is is that these people that were sitting there going, Thrall's going to be the new guardian of Tirisfall, right? Okay. They weren't right about that. But they were close. I mean, be hey, you know, if he takes over as aspect of Earth, I'd say that's a little more important than guardian almost. Probably. What do you guys think of, of Garrosh? I mean, this pretty much means that he's going to be the permanent war chief now. Let me tell you what Christy Golden signed in the front of my book when I brought her the Shattering. Okay. It oh. says, To Matthew, you were right. Garrosh rules Christy Golden. <laughs> okay. okay. That's, how, that's how I answer that question. Okay, Shade. When is Christy Golden coming on the show? Just, just out of curiosity. 
I honestly, she was very, very busy. So when, as soon as she was done with her interview, she had to take off. So I didn't really get a chance to speak to her again at the convention. Um, God, I'd love to have her on the show. Though I'd, I'd just love to talk to her again, even, you know. I, I, I tried to get her on when, uh, I think it was one, one of the books she wrote about Warcraft 2 came out. And she said, sure, but she was in, like, Australia or something at the time, and then she never got back to me with the time, and now she won't respond to my email. So I guess she's just too big now for little, this little old podcast. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't have any contact information for her or anything, but I could probably find some. I mean, I would love to have her on the show. I'd love to talk to her again. She was really, really nice. Um, we had to kind of hurry a little bit with the interview because um, she did have to leave and go. I think she was getting lunch or something, and it's important that people eat at conventions. So I, I didn't really begrudge her that at all. Um, I understand. Yeah. Knack, Knack sat there, like I said, um, after I was done with the interview. Uh <laughs> I turned off the recorder, you know, and he sat there and talked with me for another good five, ten minutes. And we just went back and forth, you know, chatting, which was... They, they had to go get the they had to go get the, uh, the Pope Mobile out so he can get into it so no one would kill him <laughs> at the convention. He was really nice. He really was. He was a very gracious man. I told him I was I, very, I was very excited know. for him and uh, congratulated him on his uh, book becoming a raid. And he he seemed yeah. he seemed genuinely excited about that. To be honest, you mean I, I asked him about that in the in the interview. No, uh, no, no, no. War of no, the no. Ancients is going to be a the caverns, okay. War of the caverns of time. A, War of the Ancients yeah, a raid. That's going to be fun. We're yeah, gonna probably be going back and fighting. Uh, yeah, I asked him about that because I mean, obviously you have Golden. Golden had Lord of the Clans turned into a Caverns of Time. So it's nice to see that Knack is getting the same treatment. Where you know that important event is going to be. Caverns of Time as well, which, yeah. Get ready for Brock Cigar. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Brock Cigar. I, that would I, be really I cool. I would like I to see Brock Cigar, Cigar in, in game. That'd be awesome. So. Did you see Medros? I did ask him, though. I asked him about Thura, because Thura is supposed to be Brock mm-hmm. Cigar's niece. I'm like, okay, if Thura is Brock Cigar's niece, then whose daughter is she? And he said that um, he didn't know that. But that was because it wasn't made known. And I said, so does that mean it was deliberately omitted? And he said, yes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I must have made a funny face because I was like, what? What does this mean? You know, this is interesting. And he goes, it's not, it's not that they're planning anything huge. I mean, they could be, but I don't know. It's that they wanted to leave that door open for potential future projects and that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That does make sense. You want to know what the uh, what the biggest lore thing that I uh, that I was uh, I was privy to what? really come out that not necessarily come out because of the convention but because of the shattering. Uh, you know we've been we've been in beta for a little while playing the goblin experience and one mm-hmm. of the uh, one of the main characters in the goblin leveling experience from five to ten once you hit the lost isles is an orc woman named Agra. Is this a spoiler? Because we do we may need to never mind. I would have put spoilers at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, there's spoilers all through this thing. <laughs> yeah, really, much, there is. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, Metsy anyway. talks about it in the uh, in the in the uh, in the Q and A. So, um, there's an orc woman at the in, during the uh, during the uh, during the goblin experience called uh, Agra, A G G R A. And when you played beta, we didn't know who Agra was. And Agra, she, she was, was just, just a, a woman. random orc who was part of the part of the uh, the orc. Uh, I guess the what would you call them? the expedition who are on the boat that gets uh, that gets knocked out by the alliance and stranded in the lost isles, and Agar was just part of that part of that part of that shipment part of that contingency on the boat, and we didn't know who Agra was, and you get about 
you get about uh, how many? Pa you get about 130 pages into the Shattering, and you know who Agra is. Damn, my my preview only showed the first 90 pages. Uh -huh. This is why. If, okay, anyone in the chat room currently a a a fan of the the story of Thrall and Jaina Proudmore? Perhaps wanting a relationship <laughs> there. Well, then you can cry like the person at the panel did because no. There is. This is so funny too, because like, they they said, "Are Thrall and Jaina ever gonna get together?" And then Metzins goes, "You think Jaina's got, got some green fever. fever going on?" And I just you know, started laughing. Etrig says the green fever. in this book, "Wouldn't it be great if Jaina was an orc?" And that, I, that I saw. Yeah, that's the that's the quote yeah. right there. <laughs> it's just nope, not gonna ever happen, guys. Sorry, it's over. No. Never going to happen. And when I was talking to Golden about it, it was kind of interesting, too, because, you know, Sokka was interviewing Golden, and then uh, he asked her, he's like, how do you feel of killing this subset of fandom? And she said, I didn't even uh. know that it existed, right? And, uh, you know, answered the question, and then I said, you know, I always viewed Thrall and Jaina kind of like he viewed Jaina as a sister. And she said, yeah, like Taratha. That's that's exactly what it was. It wasn't really anything more than that. She has all of the attributes of being a kind of woman that that he he could possibly potentially be with. But she, she's, she's a human. In, she's a, you know. He's in the friend that's, that's zone, the end which is apparently a fifteen yard radius. Yeah. Do you do you? Yeah, any closer than that? In our chat says they had a love child and called him Greg Greg Street. We have, I have a great picture of me and Fox with Greg Street. It's really really funny. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, meeting him was yeah. cool too. We got to meet Ghost Crawler. Yeah, so oh, we're not allowed to talk about that. Were you guys as tired as I was of, of all of the moose questions? Yeah, nerds don't know when jokes are over, yes. so that's Absolutely. just a common thing. I they just <laughs> like ten years down the road, somebody's going to be going. <laughs> no, it's not like, funny anymore. Up. Go away. <laughs> Do you think the legendary caster staff is going to be one of those jokes? I don't think so. I think probably the reason, because I mean, okay, the way that they kind of lean forward when the guy when the guy said, you know, I, I want a legendary. What about a legendary for a caster? And 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 he kind of leaned forward and he goes, well, what do you want? And the guy said, well, I want I want a legendary that my mage can use, right? And he goes, no, no, what do you want? Do you want like a staff or a dagger? And as soon as he said that, yeah. I'm like, oh, they got plans for something. And the guy said a big stick, and he said, yeah, we'll put that in. Well, I think they probably already had plans probably. to put something like that in. This was just kind of a backhand confirmation of that, maybe. You know, they generally aren't quite flat out. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that unless there's something like that already in place. No, it's not no gonna they, be, they it's repeatedly not cleared that one up that's, again and it, again. That's a given. It's not going to be that. What do, you, what do you think about the legendary yeah. tank weapon? I, I think that has to be a mace. I want a, I want a legendary shield. I like that. Okay, but yeah, what about druids? A legendary shield would be cool. They can't use shields. Who cares about druids? They can use the big stick. But they, what they can't do that. They can't use a big stick if they're tanking. The, the, the caster, ta caster staff's not going to help they them. They can put it on their back. Okay, well then, you know what? Exactly. They can put it on their back like the rocket pack. Just strap it to their butt. Yeah. <laughs> big old shield on their butt. That'd be great. See, to me, I, I think they need to go with a mace. That way, all know. of the tanking classes can use it, and it can just rock. Make it a like, make it a legendary chess piece or something that makes your weapon look yeah. different. I don't really know. 
No. You know why I don't want to see anything like that? Because we already had Shadowmorn, which was Warrior DK Paladin. Okay, so you do a yeah. mace, and it's going to be like Warrior DK Paladin Druid. Well, but, you're but adding one more thing there. I want to see another... DPS something. I want to see a caster DPS something because we got the healer something. But you're getting we one got with the staff. Right. Okay, but let me finish, please. We okay, got but... back in the beginning, we had Sulfurus, Hand of Ragnaros. Um, a bunch of tanks used that, I think, if I remember right. Um, we had uh, uh, Quelth Loss, which wasn't. It wasn't a legendary, but it maybe should have been. Thunder Fury. And that was the big was tanking the tank we- weapon to get. Thunder Fury was the big tank weapon um, because it generated so much threat that, that tanks just wanted that thing. Then you get to Burning hey, Crusade. Druids could use that. Right. And then you get to Burning Crusade. And Burning Crusade you have the Warclays of Azanoth for, you know, DPSers like the Rogues. You had the Bow for the Hunters, and also for the Rogues, as it turns out, although that was a really weird choice by that dude that looted it to the Rogue over the Hunters. Um, you get to Wrath of the Lich King, and then suddenly we have a Healing Mace, and we've never had a Healing Legendary before, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then we have Shadowmorn, and Shadowmorn's like a DPS plate piece. Well, they've kind of gone the full rotation, but the only thing that they're missing is that caster staff. And that caster staff was there, but it was in Nax 40. And so few people got into Nax 40 because it was introduced yeah. way too close to Burning Crusade's launch. Like, way too close to Burning Crusade's launch. That just a fraction of people got actually got in there. And once Burning Crusade came out, nobody wanted to go back to Nax 40. It was, it was just... Psh- why bother? We've got other stuff to do, you know? So I think that that caster staff is definitely something that's warranted. It They didn't get enough of a shot at it while it was there. Yay, caster staff. But tanks? Yeah, tanks Tanks have had stuff already. I would like to see a shield. I think it'd be cool to see something besides just weapon. Let's get a legendary armor set like that guy at the gas station down the street insists that we already have. <laughs> legendary boots. There we go. Legendary boots. Everybody can wear boots. I, I, I think they're sticking with the, the legendaries being weapons, uh, but that's just my opinion. And in the end, once we have the staff, I think they can they can go for a tanking thing because they don't have any tanking yeah. um, legendaries. And that is the other place right. they've fallen down on. They need a tanking legendary that all tanks can use. Once upon a time, they did have a legendary, I think um, it was a neck piece. Was that a oh, neck piece, Oh, the one you could loot. Yeah, that? it was a neck. Way back. One dropped. Huh? Something in Molten Core, yeah. It was one. One dropped. Only one dropped. And then they took it out of the game, and it dropped off a of Ragnaros, I think it was. And they went, oh. Yeah, they were like, oh, that's not yep. supposed to be there. And they took it out of the game. But they let the guy who got it, they let him keep it. I wonder where he is now. Probably worked for Blizzard, like anybody who does anything significant. <laughs> so, so that actually brings up another thing I want to to ask uh, the two of you. Um, I heard I heard this new thing on on Twitter um, as BlizzCon was wrapping up. Um, did either of you happen to get a job offers from Blizzard? Because I I hear a lot of the WoW Insider people were getting job offers. All of them got job offers. We every every single one of us got twelve <laughs> job offers. I'm going to be actually the new head of nothing at Blizzard. I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the head of copying. I'm going to be the head of Xerox, Xeroxing, copying things on the copy machine because my writing reflects, my writing reflects that I have a really good skill at skill set for copying. 
things on the Xerox machine and getting coffee. As a student of the law, I have an incredible ability to get people just amazing coffee. So <laughs> I'm ready and willing. Kaladar says, shaking me, Lee Giggler. I don't think they need one of those on staff. I, I met Evelyn. Did I tell you that? I met Evelyn. She's e- Everyone needs a lead. I was going to say, they already have Afrasabi. It's okay. Yeah, Afrasabi, but then Evelyn. They've also got Evelyn. And Evelyn is the historian on staff, pretty much, at Blizzard. So she pretty much does what I does, only she does it in official capacity. And she probably knows a heck of a lot more than I do. Like that She woman also has, has a library. She yeah she has well I have a library too but I don't think mine's anywhere near the size of her library I've just got you know the novels and things since since you could not do the contest I want to invite her on the show right here and now to have an official lore off with you I I did get to speak to her I didn't get the way the the way the lore contest worked because I was seriously as soon as I heard there was a lore contest I'm like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna beat that thing because you know that is what I do but the way that it worked was that when you went and sat down they handed out tickets about um oh five minutes before the thing started something like that and the tickets had numbers on them and then they had a big bin and they pulled the numbers out of the bin and if they called your number you got to go up and play and they never called my number sadly because. I would have won that thing, man. But afterwards, I introduced myself to Evelyn, who is, like I said, she's the historian there. And I told her I was the lore writer for WoW Insider. And she said, oh, so you're kind of like you've got my job. I'm like, kind of. And then she goes, except I get to work with Chris. I'm like, I know. That must be insane. She goes, I don't know what all goes on in his head, but there's a lot there. (laughs) She was just really chatty. And then... um, I told her her voice sounded familiar. I was like, your voice sounds really familiar. And she said, yeah, I've done some voice work for for the different games. And one of the guys said, oh, did you do stuff for StarCraft II? And she said, I did for the beta, but they replaced my voice. I'm like, well, what have you done? And then she looks at me and she goes, arise, my champion. And like six people behind me all turn around and go, what? Because she was white mane. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you ask her if you could borrow her chapeau? No, but she did White Mane, and then she did a bunch of um, the troll goddesses that were in uh, Zulgarub. Mm-hmm. She did one of those voices for us. Um, there, there was a bunch of different voices that she did for us. Um, and, man, that woman, she said, she told the story. She said when she first went in, that was the first voice that she did was White Mane. And she went in, and uh, they said, okay, Evelyn, go ahead. And then she goes, arise, my champion! And then there was like this moment of awkward silence, right? And they hit the mic, and there's some guy in the background who's just laughing his head off. And the guy goes, "Um, um, Evelyn, can you can you do that a little less uh, cheerfully?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. She was really cool. Yeah, she was really cool. <laughs> I would I would have liked to have met her. Um, I would I would I still I, I open challenge. I want her, you, on the show. She would win. face off. That woman is like a walking... I mean, I thought I was a walking encyclopedia, but this woman, she is a walking encyclopedia. Like, like whoa. There are, there are several bets on Twitter in your favor. I asked a I'm couple saying. tricky yeah. more questions to uh, people at the reader meetup to win prizes, actually. I had a... Uh, yeah? I pulled... I, what I did was I would, uh, I would pull up a horde player, and I'd ask them an alliance lore question. I'd pull up an alliance person and ask them a horde question to see if they could get it. And neither opposite faction got <laughs> the questions I was asking. The, Did you uh, ask off the list? Yeah, off the list. I asked, uh, I asked what, um, I asked an alliance guy what clan of orcs Etrig came from. 
and I asked. Oh, you no. didn't get that? I had to call up a horde guy to do it. Horde Hello. guy knew it. I'm not sure of oh, The answer is uh, he's a black rock. Black rock. Yep. He's well oh, now. So he's we just like Well, eighty percent sure that Sourfang's a black rock. <laughs> As of three minutes ago, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I saw, I heard that question, and I heard the answer, and the person was like, "Are you sure?" I'm like. You <laughs> just asked the guy who the makes best, the story the if you're sure. The, the best part was that, are you sure? And then Metzen, the look that like, he What gave the her. hell is wrong with you? <laughs> How dare you, you sure? You know what? I'm going to change it right now. <laughs> sure? Who cares? I can do whatever the hell I want because I'm Chris Metzen. So what was... <laughs> What was the other? The other what was the was other I question asked you asked, Matt? Who the Draenei shaman leader was. Didn't know it. He didn't know that one. Oh my god! Didn't gosh. know Nabundu. Didn't know Nabundu. Yeah. Crap! Nabundu. I can't remember the name either. I'm a Lions player and I can't remember the name, but I don't Far-seer, play shaman. So. Farseer Nabundu. He's the Nabundu, broken. Yes. It's in the Exodar. Okay. Yep. Well, speaking of, of, of questions, um, Shay, do you have a trivia question? the show? I didn't have one off the top of my head. Um, I could think of a really easy one real fast if you'd like. Oh, the person, there, there was a person who won a, a year of uh, MMO Mumble, who won a year of Mumble service. The question to uh-huh. her was name all three places that old Blanche appears in the timeline. Alright, well, oh. that's a good question. Let's let's see if that's the people in the chat question. room can yeah. uh, come up with the answer to that one. And the first person to win will win a uh, what, random one out of five, right? That's what we have left? Mm-hmm. One of the five uh, loot codes, and I can uh, I can offer. Uh, I know that Chris would be more willing to give. I can probably get a ten percent off uh, any subscription to Mumble too for the person who gets that as well. Awesome. Maybe maybe the show could use that for our. I'll guild. just yeah, I'll just yell at I'll just yell at Chris. So yeah, there you go. Matt, look at that answer. Is that a correct answer? Uh, who's the name of the person that I'm looking at the answer for? Lotimus, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Lotimus. All right. Congratulations, Lotimus. All right. Lotimus, you win. Lotimus, pick a number between one and five. And, and Shade will sh- 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 uh, sl- slowly shuffle her small deck of cards that are much smaller than they used to be. This is a very <laughs> tiny, tiny deck right now. Uh, that was five. How not, does not Magic Rooster six. I get in here? Pocket. Yes. <laughs> I can assure you if there was a magic mystery dragon, it wouldn't have been Lotomus picks four. Okay, so we're going to go one, two, three, four. Lotomus, you have won a sandbox tiger loot code. Hey, I like those. Redeemable Woo-hoo! in-game for a tiny riding pet of your own that you can like sit there and boing back and forth on, and it's pretty cool. Email shade at allthingsazeroth.com, and I'll mail the code to you after the show. You can also use it to grief during Perpetu- Professor Putricide. Oh, really? Wow. It's just fun. You just put it in the middle. Put it in the middle and like see how people uh, get really distracted Hold real on. fast. What, name, what, what character what? name did you say? <laughs> what, what, was, huh? what, 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 what character? Professor Putricide? Good news, everyone. I think I've perfected all things. Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you knew it was coming, but we took you by surprise. <laughs> I didn't even know that was going to happen. <laughs> That's pretty much awesome. Wow. Like I said, we have a really awesome group of listeners who uh, are very creative with their uh, MP3 editors. Let's put it that way. Nice. So, yes, congratulations to Lotomus for winning this week's prize. Yeah, every, people forget. People usually forget that uh, old Blanche is uh, 
in fact, young Blanche in the uh, tar- uh, the uh, sorry the Terran Mill stables. Uh, that's the horse uh, that Thrall accidentally startles, and the horse goes, and then the guards hear Thrall is in the. Uh, then the guards are like, "What was that? The horse is startled." Oh no, the horse! Old Blanche has a old Blanche has a rich and involved history for a horse, and it will die soon. You know how a lot of people a lot of people believe that Star Wars is actually the story of C three PO and R two D two, right? World of Warcraft is actually just the story of Old Blanche. It's it's all about old. Well, that means, yeah, old Blanche. That means the story is soon to end. Well, ca- ca- Cataclysm threw everything out of whack, so it's all, it's all good. I know. Damn those, oh, damn those dragons. Blanche. Damn but those yeah. dragons. Okay. Back in my day, you had to bring old Blanche twelve bags of feed. I'm not kidding. Oh, beta. That was that's a hard time, man. I know. I know. Right. It was ridiculous. And they hardly ever... They were, there weren't enough there for him. And, yeah, he was a... You expected him to be fatter. Yeah, you expected him to be fatter, too. Because, I mean, 12 bags There of weren't 12 that right? spawned. You had to wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, guys, I'm curious. You guys were there. How did it feel to actually be there as compared to watching on the stream? I mean, we, we could see the crowds. We could hear the cheering. How was the energy at the con? Huge, huge. People want to be there. Very. Uh, oh my nobody, gosh! Yeah. Nobody People went to were that. Screaming and yelling. Nobody went to the con to be quiet. Let's just say um, you had everyone there, full of pride, uh, ready to have a good time. Matt, you remember that that last podcast that we did yeah. on Saturday yeah. night? While I was on my way, I was walking through the hotel parking lot to that thing with um, with Tyler. And Murmurs. we walk by two guys. One of the guys randomly looks up and goes, For the Horde! Like, really loud, yeah. right? And we said, Akamagash, back at him. And he was like, Yeah! That's what everybody was like at Pliskon. <laughs> that was pretty much. During the fifth anniversary, the story of Samwise Didier of, of uh, the first BlizzCon and riding on the escalator and seeing the crowd of people and doing his shout of Horde awesomeness yeah. um yeah. that is actually what kind of stuff happens mm-hmm. is what you're saying oh yeah yeah all the time can can the Hort, can, can the alliance have an awesome show like that please <laughs> uh, King, king's honor friend i believe that they're there i believe that their battle shout was determined to be have mercy okay <laughs> one that isn't giving in and begging for for Metzen actually talked about this. He was like, there's too many syllables in For the Alliance, and it just doesn't work, so that they're trying to find something. And King's Honor Friend doesn't work either, because that's just kind of like... I, I almost think that they should do something about Lothar. Because Lothar, you know, for Lothar, or something like that. I, I don't know. They, they have to come up he, he was talking about that, that that it was like a problem that they didn't have kind of an iconic catchphrase like the Horde did because the Horde has several I mean the whole Loktar Agar and Akamagash and all that well Akamagash wasn't really you guys, you guys have too many like give, give us one of them please Thanks. Is Akamagash becoming it's like becoming a thing? A thing. Because did I did you I started start something, that? man? Is that like my See, deal? You started Akamagash and wow. I started Internet Dragons. So I mean, between the two of us, we're just yeah, all over it. Interesting. 
Mm. I'm glad I left my I'm glad I left my mark on the world with yeah, such a yeah. <laughs> such a wonderful when you and profound die, that thing. will be on your tomb- tombstone. <laughs> Matt McCurley, Akamagosh, friends. <laughs> he died. He died as he lived playing video games. <laughs> and, and you want to know what to be on my tombstone? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, Bacon. pretty much right this. <clears throat> Indeed. Ugh, but not, that'll be on my tombstone. Not so creepy. No, I'm going to install an MP3 player, so it'll just keep playing that over and again as soon as, soon as everybody walks by. <laughs> when you walk by, the, it'll have like an animatronic Medros on the top of motion, it. Motion motion activated. People walk by it, and it'll <laughs> just start waving, indeed, 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 <laughs> until they walk away. No, it'll be the creepy one, <laughs> so that nobody will ever want to come visit me. I don't know if they could use something from the Draenei, because every time you talk to a Draenei, all they're doing is apologizing. Or trying to <laughs> figure sorry. out, trying to figure out, like... I'm know, sorry uh, I smashed into your planet. That kind of sucked. No, Gosh, I hope that had not nothing to do with, us. you know, busting Yogg-Saron out of his prison. The whole, you know, shock s- from slamming into the earth. I swear I'm good for it. <laughs> I have to ask Matt. Um, this, this actually came up during our, our streaming, and repeatedly during our streaming... I'm curious, as you said you're a lawyer, you now write the WoW Lawbringer column for WoW Insider. I do. What would have happened, do you think, if All Things Azeroth had rebroadcast the DirecTV stream for everybody who wanted to watch it in the li- for free in the live stream? And how badly would I be sued? Um, <laughs> it depends. Very. <laughs> Here's the thing. And you need you can you can you can basically count on this for most legal things. Whatever you're making money off of you can probably expect a lawyer at your door. <laughs> it, when it comes down, it comes down to money. Like if you're making a ton of money uh, off of rebroadcasting someone's property, they're gonna they're gonna get you. If you've got that kind of stuff going on, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know the exact license that uh, has the that uh, that is couched in uh, in the uh, in the Ray V stream and the in the Directv stream. They probably say you're not supposed to rebroadcast it. Just like how, you know, like you watch an NFL game or a, or a baseball game, they say, you know, this is for home use only, no broadcasting and blah, blah, blah. That means you can't do something like that. You can't open up, you know, you can't be a movie theater and sell popcorn and tickets to come watch a, a broadcast baseball game on your movie screen. There is, however, an exception for sports bars because that's where they make their money, right? They can rebroadcast for commercial use. So there's lots of different little things like that that, that deal with those licenses and things like that. So uh, don't do it. So, so what you're saying is that if I had played BlizzCon, I probably would have had no problem. But as soon as it, it changed to t- tennis, I might have gotten in trouble. Yeah, seriously. Don't <laughs> play the tennis. They are going. Those tennis guys are ruthless. Yeah, I can imagine. Honestly, I think it's probably... Do you remember... Um... Way back on VHS tapes, you had, like, the federal warning thing at the mm-hmm. beginning yeah. of it that said that you weren't allowed to rebroadcast it or show yep. it to um, an audience of people. I-, I think that there's probably some sort of arbitrary number that counts, you know. Obviously, you could sit down with a couple of your friends and watch a movie, or you could sit down and have, like, a party full of people and watch a movie. But as soon as you start selling tickets... Pretty much. That's when Pretty they much. get irritated, yep. right? Okay, well, I imagine that the live stream is something like that where, you know, as soon as you start showing it to a large enough group of people, they're going to go, hey, these people were supposed to pay us thirty nine ninety five, and now they're not. Remember. Uh, we're not happy about that. You know? suing, suing somebody requires three levels of anger, okay? First, you need okay. to be angry enough at them. 
to sue them. Second, you need to be angry enough at them that you're losing money. And then the third level is you have to be angry enough at them that you are losing money and you're willing to spend money to make them pay. Yeah. And that are those are those are usually three big hurdles that companies have to deal with. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I, I just I I had a lot of people who were saying, Well, why why aren't you streaming the the con? And I'm like, probably because I'd be sued and I can't afford to be sued. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. And then you will probably get flagged in some way other than getting sued and you will never be able to buy a stream again. So probably yeah. have fun with that. Which would really stay. Yeah, that's you know? not cool. So I mean thirty nine ninety five was not too much to pay for a stream with like four screens on not it. Not so and bad. A bunch of other stuff. And you got on that it, pet too. You got the free in you got the pet out of it weeks. and all that other <laughs> I mean yeah, well, six to eight weeks, but, you know, let the people that were actually at the con enjoy their little murlocs while they still have them, and they aren't actually doing any sort of special animation. No. <laughs> and then... You said you had a you had a UI question, too, Medros, and I'm more than happy to help you with that, too. Are you sure? We don't, you don't have to, man. I, I understand if you uh, if, if you get enough of that on uh, on the WoW Insider uh, It's It's per- perfect, perfectly fine. Uh, well, actually, my question is one of, of a bit of frustration. Um, I have you ever, ever ever heard of the status bars UI mod? Mm-hmm. For some reason, it doesn't work on my paladins. Oh, that's because it doesn't want to. It hates paladins. I don't know. Oh, so it's no made clue. by Ghost Crawler then? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's def- definitely <laughs> definitely made by Ghost Crawler. <laughs> um, and I and I can't status, figure out yeah. why it is. Yeah. Um, only tunes it doesn't work on. I don't know. I would. Uh, I would. Uh, I would email the author. I'm dead serious. Like, these guys are super, super um, responsive to stuff like that. Okay. And they, like, add-on authors are much different people than you probably think they are. They love their craft. They love working on these things. They absolutely adore people giving them feedback. If you send a thing, like, don't just send, you know, doesn't work on Paladin. Peace, Medros. If you're if you're really uh, if you're really concerned about why status bars doesn't work on your palette, and you say, look, here's my issue I'm having with status bars. It, this 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 this. Can you recommend a fix? Is there a fix in the works? Uh, here's all the information about what's going on with it. They are going to look at that and go, this is great because we like bug reports because bug reports mean our thing doesn't suck and people are going to use it. So, you know, you'll get a you'll get a uh, you'll get a response. I, 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 originally I thought maybe it was a uh, an issue with maybe um, one of my Paladin mods that was maybe breaking it, but I've disabled every single one that I can think of that is exclusively Paladin, so I'm not, I, I'm just baffled. Yeah, you've done the legwork, it's probably not another add-on. Yeah, I've got a question yes. for you, too. <laughs> oh, add-on Actually. master. The okay. hell you want. Yeah, oh, add-on master. Um, I think I was using... I can't remember what it was I was using exactly, but it had a mail mm-hmm. mod with it, right? And when I went to my mailbox, it would let it would let me choose to open all of my mail at once. And then when I went to mail pieces of mail, it let me mail a lot more mail at once. It's not working right now. I don't That's know odd. what happened to it. Is there any other postal, mail mods uh, out there? Postal got reworked you know uh, for 401. So yeah, just grab postal. Did it? I don't even. I, okay. I, I, I think I still right. use the CT cool. mail mod. Oh my Sad god, CT. Holy That's moly! That's what I was using. I love what it. What is this? That's what I was using, and I can't, I can't I love use it anymore. CT's mail mod. I love it. it, it yeah. It's very simple. It's exactly what I want, and it works. Next thing you're going to tell me is that you you still got you yeah, still got uh, Cosmos installed. No, I I've I've long since gotten rid of Cosmos. Oh my god, man. Cosmos! Uh, all right, 
Good. I remember Cosmos. That was so long ago. Somebody, uh, somebody, Green Hell said that we should ask you a question yeah. about Sexy Map, and they didn't specify it's, it's, a question. Awesome. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> like well, map. is it sexy? It is. is it it's not good. sexy? I love it. I have it. I'm like, oh, spinny lights. This appeals to every sense of ADD so that I have. You, you guys, so. you both remember the Cosmo era, right? Oh. Oh, remember it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have nightmares about it. <laughs> I loved Cosmos back then, though, of course, that was back then, and lots has changed since then. Um, it, it was an awesome it was an awesome package. You, people didn't realize, though, that you could get most of that stuff elsewhere, and a lot of it was stolen from other makers, so... Not only that, but then the then Cosmos was bought out by uh, by Thoughtbot, who was yeah. also owned by like some crazy Chinese gold selling company. Yeah, and, they still are. And everyone got really upset because they right. wanted they wanted to uh, like take your information and stuff like that and start uploading it to Thoughtbot to be you know uh, to be a database, kind of like what Wowhead is now. But they, uh, they yeah, oh, there was fan reaction to uh, well, to Cosmos. The same company now owns bo- all all the big. Uh, database sites, uh, yep. Wowhead, Alakazam, and Thoughtbot. Mm-hmm. That, that's frightening. Fun, fun. Yeah. So, I've got, uh, I've got. I remember Cosmos. Cosmos was my first UI, and I played about six months of the original game without even knowing that UIs existed. And then a friend of mine, I sent. He said, "Oh, send me a screenshot of that place that you were at." And I sent it to him, and he sent me back this horrified tell. He's like, "You're playing with the default UI." I'm like, e- "Yeah," because <laughs> I had no idea there was any way to change it. <laughs> I-, I was using mods in yeah, barely the, beta. The beta. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about when any of this. Mods were. Yeah, I didn't know when about mods any were of like, this. Change this to red. There, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> but uh, we are going to uh, we're going to end the show. If if Matt wants to stick around and answer some sure. UI questions in the post show, yeah. uh, I'll be more than happy to have him. But uh, Shade, how about you tell people how they can find the show, and then we'll we'll ask Matt how they can find him. If they want you to him down. can find us via voicemail, and we didn't answer any today, which means we'll be answering lots next week. I am sure. Uh, you can call us at one seven eight five ATA WOW five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can find our show on iTunes for download. Please feel free to download it and rate it and review it. We like all of those things. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter account for the show is all things as. You can follow Medros at Medros, and my Twitter is Shades O Gray. That's Shades the letter O and then G R E Y. You can reach us via email at show at allthingsazeroth.com, medros at allthingsazeroth.com, or shade at allthingsazeroth.com. Um, and don't forget about our other segments, which we also didn't have today. Uh, if you have a question for Ask Moo, you can send an email to askmoo42 at gmail.com. And for Warcraft Less Traveled, that's warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com. Um, I think that's about it for the other stuff, honestly. All right. Uh, well, we do want to thank, of course, our sponsor, Taverncraft. Um, again, awesome stoneware, awesome drinkware. You definitely want to check them out. And again, if you use the code WOWEPIC, um, you will get $10 off of uh, your order uh, pertaining only to regular price stoneware. Again, the glasses are not uh, allowed in there. Discounted stuff is not allowed in there. And um, we recommend them. And uh, we will be giving away some of their stuff as the uh, next couple of months goes on. So... 
And we also want to offer a big thank you to Matt McCurley for coming Aww, on the show. Thanks so much, You Jay. can find Matt McCurley on the Wow Insider Show and also on Wow Insider. He writes, what, Lawbringer? You write a whole host of columns, really. Out on Spotlight, Lawbringer. I do I do Reader I do reader UI of the Week. Uh, reader UI of the Week every <laughs> Tuesday, which needs to get done tonight. Um, the uh, Add on Spotlight every Thursday, Lawbringer every Friday. And tomorrow night, we're going to be recording another episode of the WoW Insider Show. Me, Matt Rossi, and Mike Sacco. Uh, we have the episode from, uh, from Saturday up that, uh, that, uh, that Shade is on. And we had a great time in the hotel room uh, kind of doing a wrap-up of A BlizzCon sleepy, drunken wrap-up. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. You'll enjoy that. There should be another episode getting more, uh, more into the details, into the kind of the more, more, more in-depth discussion with us uh, on the WoW Insider Show. Uh, this week coming up. Other than that, um, yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at GoMattGo, G-O-M-A-T-G-O. For sure. And, uh, yes, definitely thank you for coming on the show, Matt. Feel free to come back anytime. Um, anytime. We anytime, Madras. We would, we would ha- be happy to have you on anytime you'd like to join us. Um, it was a pleasure. And, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> thank you, chat room. And, and I cannot forget, we cannot forget at all, our our. Uh, our host, dreamhost.com. If you're looking for an awesome web host with lots of space, lots of really good hosting, and lots of stability, you definitely want to check out dreamhost.com. And if you use the code DEATHWING, you can get $50 off of a first hosting account. And that's, again, dreamhost.com. This is, of course, as Shade likes to say, the only thing good you're going to get from Deathwing. From Deathwing. So for me, <laughs> for Shade, for Matt, and for everybody in the audience... Thank you very much for tuning in to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of the McCurley. <laughs> <laughs>